0: Welcome to another episode of South County Health Talks, a podcast series from South County Health.
1: Back pain, which can often be connected to the spine, is one of the most widespread health problems affecting four out of five Americans in their lifetime. And non-surgical minimally invasive surgery may be the answer to eliminate some of that chronic pain. Here to talk with us about minimally invasive spine surgery is Dr. Ian Madame, an orthopedic spine specialist at South County Health. Dr. Madame, thank you for your time. So for someone with chronic back pain, who is a good candidate for minimally invasive spine surgery?
0: Well, the, the folks that are candidates for surgery, even just in general, are folks that don't just have back pain, but also have pain that's coming from their back and radiates down, spreads down into their buttocks and into their legs. A lot of people refer to that as sciatica. And most of those people, um, when they're standing and walking, they, they have this pain that makes them want to sit down. They typically get some type of relief by bending over or maybe squatting or typically finding some place to sit. They get some relief and then they continue to get up and walk. The back pain is typically associated with the nerve type of pain. Back pain alone tends not to be um, really responsive to surgical intervention. So we try to have patients move towards non-operative treatment um, when it is just the back pain. So it's more of the neurologic symptoms down the buttocks and legs.
1: Gotcha. So, for people that have gone through physical therapy and that hasn't worked, this is then the next logical step?
0: Um, not always. I mean, if it is still just back pain, um, we try to find other solutions for them. Um, a lot of the patients that I end up seeing, maybe at some point in their life, they say that they've had a lot of back pain, but now this is something new. This is pain that uh, that really spreads down the legs and is not, is not getting better and and they have this certain pattern of pain that, uh, they really get relief when they flex the spine. And that can be either in the seated position or just bending over. Um, so that's, that's just in general, who would be a surgical, a really good surgical candidate, somebody that surgery would respond to. And, you know, surgery has had, spine surgery has had a pretty poor reputation in the past, primarily because it's been try we've tried to apply it to everybody who's had, who's had pain and, with the literature has shown more definitively uh, over recent years that we are just less reliable at at relieving the back pain sy- symptoms as compared to the symptoms that that run down people's legs. Now, minimally invasive spine surgery is a technique that's you know th- there's a variety of different procedures that can be labeled minimally invasive uh, as, as surgery. I like to refer it as less invasive surgery because it's still it's still an invasive procedure, um, and there's varying degrees of how invasive these minimally uh, invasive procedures are. Minimally invasive surgery has been around for 25 years. The problem with it in the past is that it has relied on a very limited view of the neurologic structures. So, in a lot of people's views, mine included, it's it really limits your ability to get a um, get a full grasp of what is going on with the patient in the surgery, you have a limited view to utilize and it's relied on a lot of radiation using x-rays during surgery. Newer technology that we have has helped us so that now we can see in certain ways without having to make larger incisions and the incisions have have gotten smaller. The amount of pushing and pulling on the soft tissues, the muscles, has become less, and that translates into surgery that is done more efficiently with less blood loss, and, uh, you know, the, the upshot of that is that people can recover faster. And
1: you've got a new tool to use when it comes to minimally invasive surgery. It's called the Excelsius GPS Robotic Assistance. Can you tell us more about that?
0: Yes. Um, so robotics is uh, something that has been out in medicine for quite some time. Um, it, the general surgeons and uro, uh, urologic surgeons and um, uh, two, uh, gynecological surgeons have been using um, something called a da Vinci robot uh, for a number of years. And then, um, as many people know, in this state, at South County Hospital, uh, we do uh, quite a bit of adult reconstruction surgery, hip and knee um, replacements with uh, robotics. Spine surgery has been a little bit later for the game because of the complexity of the uh, complexity of the anatomy. This is uh, a tool that came out uh, about one year ago. We have brought it to South County Hospital over the past month, and it allows us to have more precision and um, precision in in placing any uh, instrumentation that's needed in somebody. If we're performing a spinal fusion on a patient, it allows us to place the screws in a position that is precisely where we want it to be based on a scan that's performed before the surgery. And then in in the coming months, in the next 18 months, it will allow us to do other parts of the procedure, like uh, assist us with taking pressure off of people's nerves with even more precision than we've ever had in the past. If we have more precision based on planning that we do before surgery on a scan, it allows us to work smaller windows of muscle and soft tissue. And if we're working through smaller windows, that means that patients have less pain after a surgery. So that's the concept of the minimally invasive approach or less invasive spine surgery.
1: So Dr. Madam, it sounds like the real benefit to this is shorter recovery time and better outcome. Is that correct?
0: That's correct. I mean, so the, the way that spine surgery has been done in the past, and I've spent 10 years doing spine surgery, is that we get uh, MRI scans and CAT scans, and then we make a plan before surgery, but then I have to use my eyes looking up at a board or a screen where those uh, two-dimensional images are, and then look down at a patient at a three-dimensional uh, object and translate that in my head, how to get, get one a two-dimensional image to a good result on an actual patient. What we're able to leverage with this technology is taking all of this information, putting it into the robotic-assisted arm, and then executing a plan. The robot doesn't do the surgery for us. It's an additional tool that helps us see in a, in a surgery in ways that we've never been able to see before and execute the plan that we have we have uh, drawn out before surgery to to get it exactly right the way that we want it.
1: Are there certain people that are better candidates for the Excelsius GPS robotic assistance procedure than others?
0: You know, that's the beauty of this is that there really isn't. Um, I think that this can be applied. Right now, it's being applied only for patients who are performing spinal fusions. And that's maybe half of the surgeries that we do. There's plenty of patients that don't need to have their spine fused. We can just take pressure off of their nerves to alleviate that pain. A lot of times patients come in with either a curve in their spine, scoliosis, or they have some instability to their spine. Things are out of alignment that we need to perform a fusion once we're taking pressure off their nerve. Otherwise they're going to have even more instability or worse alignment issues. But in the near future, like in the next 18 months, we're going to be able to use this GPS assistant, uh, assistant arm to help guide us to Take pressure off of the nerves, and then even patients who aren't having spinal fusion can get the benefits of robotic assistance. So spine surgery is drastically changing. Um, this is a tool that will only help good surgeons become even better.
1: And as a surgeon, I know advancements in technology are very important. And if you could wrap it up for us, Doctor Madama, is there anything else we should know about minimally invasive spine surgery?
0: No, so I think that I think. Sitting down with a surgeon um, and talking about the approach to the, to a person's care is the first thing. Having a good relationship with your surgeon and and really trying things, you know, whether we have minimally invasive or or not, um, we we need to try to uh, offer patients uh, an opportunity to avoid surgery. Now, sometimes people have neurologic problems such as weakness or there's you know there's severe dysfunction. Uh, to their neurologic system where surgery really is the approach to thrive first, but oftentimes these are chronic conditions that haven't been treated in, in a lot of time, in a long time and people are, their quality of life is being affected and there are non-operative treatments that can be offered to help them avoid surgery. But then if all of those things fail, this is a great tool now that we have in our bag to help people recover faster to have these surgeries uh, be less, have less of an impact on people and their quality of life, even over the long term, um, when it comes to their spine care. A lot of people end up having multiple spine surgeries in their life because of the tools or the lack of tools we've had in the past. We're really hoping that, that, uh, this, uh, Excelish GPS helps us reduce the number of people coming back for further procedures. We don't have that data yet but it's something that we're going to look at over a number of years and really hoping that that pans out for people.
1: Well, Dr. Madame, that's a great way to wrap it up. Thank you so much for your time today. We appreciate it. For more information, please visit southcountyhealth.org. That's southcountyhealth.org. This is South County Health Talks from South County Health. I'm Bill Klaproth. Thanks for listening.